So did everyone have a good Christmas? Yes. You guys are already more excited than the first service was. I had to ask like four times. Did anybody feel like Christmas snuck up this year? Like you went to sleep after Thanksgiving and woke up and maybe did one or two things and bam, there here it was. It was Christmas. That's how I felt. I felt like just, you know, Christmas all of a sudden was here and I had no time. I'm usually very ahead of the game. But I hope that you all had time, uh, that you could spend some time with your family and friends, that you could rest in a normally busy season, and that you could really spend time focusing on Jesus' birthday. That's what it's all about. We had a pretty crazy Christmas at our house this year. It was Zane's first Christmas. I think there's a picture of him up there. Um, When you preach, you get to show pictures of your kids, so that's one of the added bonuses. He didn't really understand a whole lot about Christmas, but he liked to tear wrapping paper and climb on boxes, and he also discovered the switch to turn on and off our Christmas lights, so we had a little light show at our house for a while, too. <clears throat> but I love Christmas time, even with all the craziness we had this year. I love getting together with family and friends. I love getting a tree. I love the cookies. Who doesn't? But what I really love about Christmas is Christmas lights, and in fact, second only to Jesus being born, I would say Christmas lights are my favorite thing about Christmas. I think that's why I like that video so much. I can totally relate with those neighbors. I would love to leave my Christmas lights up all year round. Ian's now rolling his eyes at me, I think. Um, One year, Ian and I went to Williamsburg, Virginia, just before Christmas, and we came across this tree, the picture right there, and the tree was totally covered in lights. Just, you could not even see the bark of the trunk. It was all lights. And when I walked up to it, I feel like there was a choir of angels singing and, you know, just this heavenly tree sat down in front of me. So I asked Ian if we could do that at our house. And he did give it his best effort. We just ran out of lights around 2,000, somewhere around there. So it's a work in progress. That's my goal, that we'll get there some year. I'm not sure why I love Christmas lights so much. I just, I do. And I find myself... um, On several occasions, driving home, I don't really like winter. I don't like being cold. So I'll get in my car, I'll leave work or be at the store or something, and I'll be kind of grumpy and I'm tense because I'm shivering and it's dark and I prefer the sunlight to it being nighttime because it makes me tired. So I'm driving home and I'm kind of grumpy, but I feel a smile creep across my face when I see all of the houses decorated and illuminated with lights. And my commute can turn very quickly from bah humbug to humming Christmas carols. I just, I love the lights. And when Christmas is over, I dread this time of year that we're now entering when people start to take down their lights. Because now when I drive home, it's just going to be dark and cold. And there's no Christmas lights for me to look at. So I think I want to start doing what that house does. That will be my service to our neighbors. I will be the house that is lit up all year long for them. But what would be, what would be so bad about that, Ian, saying no? Yes. <laughs> Uh, What would be so bad about celebrating Christmas longer? After all, it's it's Jesus' birthday. Why should we not celebrate this? There's just something about Christmas time that just brings joy to a lot of people. I won't say everyone. There are some Scrooges out there. But I know I'm not the only one that feels this way. I was listening to Christmas radio in my car, and I've heard this exact question or thought echoed. There's some guys up here on the screen that have echoed my thought. Bon Jovi tells us that he wishes every day could be like Christmas. Brian Adams tells us there's something about Christmas time that makes him wish it were Christmas every day. 
And even Elvis asks, why can't every day be like Christmas? I think Elvis is onto something here. Why can't every day be like Christmas? What would be so bad about that? I don't mean the lights or the trees or even the cookies, but why can't every day be filled with the spirit that we feel around Christmas time? Bon Jovi sings, there will be carolers singing Silent Night. I love when they sing, the feeling it brings, it's warm as a fire bright. You know that feeling? It's that Christmas feeling that it's, it's warm and it's joyful. It just makes everything okay, even in the cold winter, even though this year it was 50 degrees on Christmas, I think. Um, it just, it, it brings that feeling of joy and hope. Elvis asks, why can't every day be like Christmas? Why can't that feeling go on endlessly? For if every day would be just like Christmas, what a wonderful world it would be. So I want to challenge you guys as we kick off a new year. Are you ready for your challenge? Sure? Okay. I want to challenge you. Don't take down your lights this year. I really, what I really want to challenge you is to let your light shine all year long and to be Christmas this year to your community in the world. We hear stories every year around Christmas time of people that go to Toys R Us or Walmart and they're secret Santas. They play, pay off the layaway balances or we hear about a family in need that wakes up on Christmas morning to a porch full of gifts that just appeared overnight. Here at Cornerstone, we were able to sponsor almost 50 kids through our Adopt-A-Family program and provide Christmas gifts to them. And I know that some of you, I'm sure that you donated to other organizations, you took toys to a Toys for Tots bin, whatever it may have been, Christmas brings a spirit of giving and a willingness to help one another. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think that's on accident. Because when we break it all down, Christmas is all about love. David reminded us a few weeks ago in the first week of his last series that it's because of God's love for us that we celebrate Christmas in the first place. And we're reminded in John 3, 16 through 17, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but will have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. So it's because of God's love for us and his unwillingness to just let us go and be eternally separated from him that Jesus came as a baby in a manger. And with Jesus's life here on earth, he lived out what this love from God looks like to us. He tells us in John 15, 12, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. We do an okay job of this at Christmas time. Even though we may have to deal with the Scrooge in line at Target or that grumpy family member who you have to deal with, there's just something about Christmas that lets us bounce back and reclaim the Christmas spirit pretty easily. But then we get to New Year's and we're thinking about our resolutions, maybe thinking about all the cookies that we ate at Christmas time, how that impacts our resolution. And we have great intentions to carry this along. But we get busy, and the year goes on, and before we know it, we've pushed the baby in the manger to the back of our minds and put him away until next Christmas. But it doesn't have to be this way. So let's take a look at what it might look like to be Christmas all year long. And to do this, we don't have to go any farther than the first Christmas. In Luke 2, the angels visit the shepherds to tell them about the Messiah. And here's what it says. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. 
So the angels delivered this message to the shepherds when Christ was born that the Messiah had arrived. And that's a huge announcement in and of itself. But it's what happens next that puts the icing on the cake. And I love this part. I love to picture it in my head. If you were standing out there in the field with the shepherds. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. What better way to kick off a birthday celebration for Jesus, not to mention announcing the Messiah, than a whole army of angels praising God? Just imagine what that would have been like. You're, you're in the dark around your campfire as a shepherd, and the sky just fills with angels worshiping and praising God. It would be incredible. And if we follow the angels' lead here, we get the first step to be Christmas to the world. We show our love to God who first showed his love to us. We take time to worship him and thank him for all of the things that he's done in our lives. We take time to thank him for what he's doing around us, in the world around us. There are so good things happening. Um, we get to practice this step quite a bit at Christmas time, if we choose. There's extra church services we can go to where we reflect on God's gift. There are concerts we can go to where we sing, Joy to the World, The Lord Has Come. And we can even put a bumper sticker on our car that reminds everyone behind us. Jesus is the reason for this season. It's all about him. We can experience the drive through nativity where we can see this story of Christ in, our, in live action as a reminder of how much God loves us. And we can even stay at home and watch a Charlie Brown Christmas and hear the story of Christmas and the true meaning of Christmas. And after all of those experiences we're reminded to take a moment and say thanks. Thanks, God, for, for your son. Thanks for what you've done for, through him. But how do we carry that out through the rest of the year? Do we remember Jesus on Valentine's Day when we celebrate love? Do we remember him on the 4th of July when we talk about freedom? We might. But if we want to be Christmas to the world, we need to remember that Christmas is more than just a day or even a season. And we need to remember that the Christmas story starts way back in the beginning when God created the heavens and earth and he created Adam and Eve. And a few chapters later in the Bible, Adam and Eve made a bad decision. They sinned and that led to humanity's separation from God and it led to our need for a savior. So God sent this baby in a manger and the Christmas story continues not only at the manger but through our Easter celebrations when we remember what Jesus did with his death on the cross as a sacrifice for us. And we continue the story when he defeated death, when he rose again. And the story doesn't end until God defeats Satan and all evil once and for all. See, the angels weren't just celebrating this baby being born. They were celebrating the big picture. They knew that with this little baby, God had set his plan into motion to restore our relationship with him. And to make that right so we could be back together with him. So if we want to be Christmas to the world, we need to constantly celebrate the fact that God loves us so much that he sent his son so that we could be saved. And that we could live. And if we want to be Christmas to the world, we need to start by showing our love to God and experiencing his love for us. And once we experience his love, it's natural for us to take the next step. To continue to be Christmas to the world, we need to love others. We know that Jesus commands us to love one another. I read that a few moments ago. But he challenges us a little more. John 13, 35 
says, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. So he doesn't just tell us to love one another. He says, if you really want people to know about Christmas, if you really want people to know what I'm all about, here's how you do it. Love each other. Love one another. We were created for relationships. We were created to be together. We weren't meant to go through life alone. So let's look at another part of the Christmas story when Mary visits Elizabeth. Luke 1, 39 to 45. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. So picture this encounter for a moment. Elizabeth is pregnant, and the Bible tells us she's very old. That's how she's described. And Mary is pregnant. She just found out with God's son. So in this greeting, there's a whole lot of pregnancy emotions happening. There were probably some tears in this, probably some squealing. Um, But in this time for both of them, they were about to enter the most exciting and scary and unfamiliar time of their life. And what did they do? They started by celebrating God. They talked about, you are blessed because you believed that God keeps his promises. And then they went through it together. When Mary went to visit Elizabeth, I'm sure that she was questioning a lot of things. What would Joseph think? What will my parents think? What will my neighbors think? What are people going to say about me when they hear about this? At the same time, Elizabeth was very old, and she probably had started to give up hope of ever having a baby, but she was wise, and she trusted in God's promise. The Bible tells us that Mary stayed there about three months before turning home, and I am sure in that time, those three months, that Mary and Elizabeth did a lot of talking and a lot of praying about the situation they were in. And I'm sure that they were living out Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. In a time for both of these women that was filled with new challenges, exciting, unknown, scary, whatever it may have been, they had each other. They could support one another. They could encourage one another. They could remind each other of God's plan and trust his guidance on each step of their journey together. And this is step two, to be Christmas, because the fact is we're better together. We're better when we love one another and support one another and we encourage one another. We practice this sometimes around Christmas when we go to Christmas parties with each other. We get together. We call family and friends we may not see often. We support each other, especially if a loved one is entering the Christmas season without a loved one for the first time because of a death or a separation. We stand by each other and we lift each other up. But what happens next in your life? Do you have an Elizabeth in your life? Do you have someone to support you and hold you accountable? 
to trust in God's plan and in his promises? Do you have someone to walk through life with you all throughout the year, not just around Christmas time? If you don't, maybe it's time to look at getting connected to a group or a team so that you can not only love others, but you can be loved in return. After all, that's the basis of the Christmas spirit, and we see it lived out in these two women. To love God and to love others like God loves us. And once we experience his love and we start to love others, we can be Christmas all year long. And there's one more piece to all of this. And to do that, we can follow the example of the shepherds. This is after the angels had delivered the good news to them. Luke 2, 15 to 20. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So step three to be Christmas We tell everyone. We follow the shepherd's lead and we spread the word about all of the amazing things that God has done. The shepherds told everyone about this baby lying in a manger and how the angels told them. And the Bible tells us everyone was amazed that heard it. How would you not be amazed by this story? It's incredible. At Christmas, it's easy for us to share the story of Jesus. There's a lot of easy ways. You can invite someone to a Christmas Eve service. You can invite someone to the drive-thru nativity. You can share Christ's love through a donation or volunteer work. But God is doing amazing things all throughout the year. He's done incredible things in my life. I know he's done great things in your life. And I know that he has incredible plans for every single one of us. And we should be so excited about this. We should be shouting this from the rooftops, telling people about how amazing our God is. And maybe you noticed in this part of the story that the shepherds returned and they praised God for everything that they had heard. They went back to the first step. If this is sounding a little familiar to you, it should be. That's a good thing. In order to be Christmas, there are three things we need to do. We need to celebrate our awesome God. We need to connect with his people. And we need to reach out to the lost and missing and share all that we have seen and heard about Jesus. There it is. Celebrate, connect, and reach. Here at Cornerstone, we've done some of the hard work for you. You can just jump right into this to be Christmas. So as we enter a new year, I hope that you take this new challenge to heart. I challenge you to be Christmas to the world, to your community, all year long. I challenge you to carry the Christmas spirit and love God all year long in the same way that we do around Christmas. At Cornerstone, we celebrate together Sunday mornings like we are right now. But I want to challenge you to find ways to celebrate God in your everyday life. Find the little things that he's doing that are amazing and incredible, like the shepherds did. I want to challenge you to connect with each other in a deeper way than just a Christmas party. Encourage one another. Support one another. Hold each other accountable to God's promises. Join a ministry team or a connect group here at Cornerstone to grow and serve together and build those relationships If you're not sure where to start, we've got a class coming in February called Network that it's made to help you discover exactly how God wired you and connect you with the ministry you were created to serve in. 
It's a great place to start. And finally, I challenge you to reach out and spread the word about our great God. Maybe this is through an impact opportunity we have. You can join the Stonebridge Ministry and help reach our neighbors up over the hill at the nursing home. You can talk to Keith about helping to reach Duncannon on New Year's Eve, like the band reminded us, or volunteer at the thrift store. All of the money there goes back to help the community as well. Or maybe you can just take a little step and start by following the shepherd's lead and tell someone about all of the great things God has done in your life. Wherever you need to start, let's not end the Christmas celebration when we take our lights down. Let's be Christmas to the world this year, all year long. Let's pray. God, I thank you for sending your son. I thank you for the unfailing plan that you set in motion when you sent him as a baby. And Lord, I thank you for your unending love that you continually pour over us. As the Christmas season comes to an end, I ask that you help us keep the Christmas spirit in our hearts and be Christmas to the world this year by loving you and sharing your love with others. Lord, I ask that you give us the courage to carry this message to everyone we may meet. And I ask that you bless us as we enter this new year. Let us use it as a new beginning for you. Let us use it as a way to renew, feel your love renewed to us and a new chance to share that love with the community. Lord, I just thank you for everyone here today. And I ask that you let us be your light to the world. In your name we pray. Amen.